0: <laughs> hello i'm pete can laughter leader positive thinker and entrepreneur and you're listening to laughter and positivity with pete where each week i'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier more positive life ready let's go Hey you guys, it's Pete Can from Laughter and Positivity with Pete. And this week I am very honored to be joined with with by I did it again, Johnny, Johnny Jensen, creator of Team Super Dad Community and Success System for dads who want to live the life they desire, not the life they feel stuck in. Johnny, I got there.
1: You got there, you did it. It's not until you hear someone else absolutely car crash through it that you wonder, is there too many words in there? <laughs>
0: I did, I did one the other day that was just like massive paragraph and I was just like, wow, take seven and we got there. It was um,
1: We're cool. Yeah. We're cool. I'm Johnny Jensen, founder and creator of the Team Super Dad program and success system for dads who want to live the life they desire, not the life they feel stuck in
0: boom <laughs> boom <shakalaka. laughs> right go then johnny tell us tell us let's just go in mate where's the let, let's start with your story man where where did team super dad come from
1: yeah thanks for having me on by the way i really enjoyed connecting up with you recently and for coming i think we can call it pals already so thanks for this so uh, kudos for the for the momentum you've got going team super dad originally was a vision i had um during a uh, a course called the introduction leader program at landmark and that was in 2007 something called the lodge and I was like I'd seen those programs on TV where they send kids out to, to flipping boot camps and, and shout at them and turn them into respectable teenagers. Right. And I was thinking, well, that's a bit full on, but what if you could send dads there to reconnect with themselves, do some real crazy ball out adventures, adrenaline kicks, you know, break them down, build them back up so that they can get excited about life again, then bring their wife and kids along and they can do some adventure stuff, whitewater rafting, bungee jumping, climbing, And then they go home with a new plan for life rather than just a suntan and the hangover. And so that was, that was really exciting and that was 2007. But then I fell in love and, and proposed to someone after being with them for six weeks. So instantly I had a a stepson and a fiance and, and kind of crazy plans, adventures sort of went out the window for more practical money-making things. But sadly that whole adventure went seriously poor a lesson in life, don't propose to someone before you've met uh, their family or friends. Um, and fast forward to 2016, and I'm climbing a mountain, I'm midway through my divorce, and I'm in a pretty hellish place mentally. And all I could think about was, why is this happening? How am I going to fix this? And it wasn't the blizzard or the crevasse we were crossing, it was the situation. And then it dawned on me like, well, what if all this stuff, this garbage, what if it all happened to me for a reason? And then what if all the people I'd met and the courses I'd been on and the books I'd read, what if they'd all been given to me for a reason as well? And then what if I could put them all together and suddenly I'd have this program and the success system and this community for dads who really want to turbocharge, to shortcut, to kickstart their life and avoid some of the mistakes that I'd made. And and that was where the vision for Team Superday came from. And I, I got to the got to the the, the the blizzard cleared, and we made our way through the through the scary bit. And we're at the the mountain lodge, and I was like, "Have you got a piece of paper? Have you got a piece of paper?" And I keep it in front of me, and look, it's this tiny scrap of paper. All she had was a bar pad, and I wrote down on it, and it's not quite the same now, but I wrote down money, health, relationships, faith, fun, and personal power, and that has evolved into the F five, which is. Focus, fitness, finance, family, and fun. And Team Superdad is, is, a, is a network of coaches and specialists and experts. And dads are there creating their best life ever. And it's it's a really powerful community. And the Hero Academy, the next intake is in January. And it's 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 a kickstart. It's a, it's not a boot camp, that's for sure. But as soon as we get out of lockdown, there's other cool things happening with firewalking. I'm a qualified firewalk instructor. And and uh, that's an amazing experience, the firewalking as well.
0: Right. Well you know when people are put on your radar for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so you've just mentioned firewalking. So I'm um I was chatting to someone that I do my miracle morning. He's my um he's my miracle morning buddy. Yep. Um and we were chatting about doing an event. I said we should do a firewalk as part of the event, it'd be really good. Bring some laughter in the beginning and but yeah, the firewalk being the 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 pinnacle of the the whole event. So uh so I'll grab your number after this, Johnny, if that's all right.
1: Yeah, totally. The, the uh, firewalking is an amazing experience, you know, especially for, you know, we're talking about dads and creating our best life ever. We go through life, particularly as we weather the storm uh, of feeling like, uh, can I do that? And is it going to work? And is it worth it? And am I stuck in this relationship? And why don't my kids like me? And this job is just boring. And surely life was Supposed to be better than this, you know, and firewalking is such a breakthrough experience now there 's nothing wrong with doing a charity firewalk it 's for a good cause, and it is a taster of something right but but like anything it 's done it 's a shorter walk and and you know it happens over over a few hours and and like i said there 's absolutely nothing wrong with those events. They make loads of money and they 're brilliant and lots of the people I know it 's a gateway into longer firewalking events and for people that really love it. I've done through my training and stuff over a hundred firewalks, and some of them quite long. So you know, when you get up to sort of right, like, we're going to do a ten foot firewalk, we're going to do a fifteen foot firewalk. You you have to trust so much that it's going to be okay. And then when you get to the other end, you're like, I did it. And in that moment, you suddenly think, Oh my gosh, how many other things have I thought? can I do it? Is it going to work out? No, I can't. And you never did there, Or you walked halfway or, you know, you went halfway into starting that business and you changed your mind. Well, by the way, halfway through a firewalk, the only thing to do is finish the firewalk. Right?
0: <laughs> it's interesting because I've, I have done a firewalk. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know exactly where you're at with that. And, um, but it wasn't a charity one. It was, it was a long one. Yeah. Um, again i don't know how far it was it was it was it was over 10 foot it was probably 50 but anyway so so obviously the whole build up but i know exactly what you mean because um and we got pictures in my office of the firewood we've got the broken arrows because that's obviously part of the whole process and i um me and chloe were at the uh, we went to a pub afterwards and we were just i was just sat there just going we could do anything anything we want to do we can do and that's the power that I found from the firework, exactly what you just said, you know, and so you've done over a hundred.
1: Yes. And it's really important as part of a firewall constructor training that when someone says to you, how many of these have you done, that you can say, oh, I've done, you know, I've done over a hundred because when, when you're the host at a firewall good event and someone asks that question, you say, oh yeah, I've done four. <laughs> All trust goes out the window. <laughs> you're my fifth you're my fifth event it's gonna be great
0: (laughs) so so when um so i I want to dive in a bit there because you know so what got you into firewalking
1: i was blessed and this is where my faith and spiritual kind of connection comes from um a man called steve consulvis who is firewalking uk he's pretty much the you know europe's leading kind of firewalking voice and his mentor is Tolly Burkhan. And Tolly Burkhan is pretty much recognized as the Western father of, of firewalking. Um, Tony Robbins you know, learned from, from, um, from Tolly Burkhan. If anyone's listening and wants to find out more about Tolly Burkhan, his book, Dying to Live and Let It Be Easy, two remarkable books. Uh, he tried to kill himself like three times. And, and, and when he failed the third time, he's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not supposed to do this. And it was like a breakthrough moment for him where he was you know, trans- transformed and went, went and found out what he was really on this earth for. And so Steve Consolvis called me out of the blue and said, um, hi, are we, remember we met at a networking event. I'm looking to do some social media training. And this is when I had my social media agency and, and did all that kind of stuff. And my, my, it's in my nature when someone calls me up and I've no idea who they are, I just go with the flow. I was like, oh yeah, Steve, how's it going? <laughs> so he's chatting away like, like like we've met and had this whole thing. He's saying, oh yeah, I want to do this and I'll come down and we'll do what you said. So I said, okay, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And uh, when do you want to do this? And then he said, and I said, at the end of it, uh, got to be honest, no idea who you are, but this is really cool and we're so going to do this. So then he came down and, and spent the day with me and really we didn't do anything about social media. He starts advising and helping me around my wife's health condition at the time. And then subsequent to that, my wife and I end up separated, divorced. And then in my mind, I was thinking about firewalking and things that I could do to get myself back on track. And Steve said to me around the social media stuff, oh, I really want you to come and do the firewalk instructor training weekend so you can get an idea of how it works and what we can do with it. So there I am on this weekend that normally costs a couple of grand as a guest. And what I thought the weekend was going to be was nothing like that. We did, you know, sweat lodge and trust falls and team building. And I did a glass walk, um, arrow bend. Um, and one of the most incredible experiences was sticking a needle through my hand and just looking up and Steve nodding at me. And I was like, okay, I really can do anything
0: wow wow when you say needle what like a like a like a, like a knitting thick, needle or so like a
1: thick sewing needle so probably um i like a like a kebab skewer there we go for those that okay for those that don't knit or so like a kebab skewer
0: yeah so quite a meaty see what i did there yeah. <laughs> <a> Needle. <laughs> that's, that's amazing so so you and then off the back of that you then went right actually I need to do more of this and then started training right, like well, was running. part of the
1: firewall constructor training weekend and and so that you're you're there for four days and um, and that's 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 part of the whole the whole experience it's there's there's layers to it like everything and mm-hmm. and uh, we could talk about this for hours but the the firewalking, the breakthrough, the transformational part—the idea that you can do do whatever you really want to. If you're then going to lead a firewalking event, you need to have that innate trust in yourself in order to suggest to other people you can do this. And you know, going back to Team Superdad, so many men—if they they like how to change a nappy, like why won't my baby talk to me? Like, well, she's bonding with the mum. What's going on? These are these are the kind of fears we have when we when we first have our child. And and I was thinking and reflecting on this this weekend as I was dealing with my daughter having tantrums and saying I'm the worst dad ever. And, and my boy, like I hug him and he's like a lad now. He's like a proper teenager, you know? Um, and I'm thinking, wow, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? You have to take yourself back to on day one, I was wondering how to change a nappy. You said to me now, how to change a nappy. I was like, give it here, give me the, chuck the kid over here. I'll change that for you in a heartbeat. Whereas, that on the first day for a dad that for many dads that that can be quite frightening. So it's all part of the evolution. And we are, we're given challenges based on the challenges we've already conquered. That's how we grow in ourselves and grow in our muscle. And so for team super dad, I just re- recognize how many men in the world are struggling in their role as, as a father and upset and they're lonely and they're broken and, and, and speaking for myself, it wasn't until I was really broken that I started asking for help. I, you know, here's 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 a tip for people. If you're searching Google for "Am I burnt out?", you are. <laughs> <laughs> Am I depressed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Google just could have put a big sign up. It could have just flashed at me. Yes, <laughs> but but uh, but I didn't I didn't recognise it. I didn't. I just thought, right, my wife's sick. Uh, we've got financial troubles. My kids are in hospital with pneumonia, my stepson's going through a lot of stuff, like I've just got to take it on, I've just got to take I can do this, I can do this. Little did I realise, like some kind of cartoon, I was being squished, 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 squished down. And so there was like nothing left of me. But in my mind, I was still thinking, yeah, we can do this. But in reality, there was nothing left.
0: And how, how long did it take to for that that whole process? from when it all started feeling like it was going tipped up and, and to the point where you actually went, actually, this is, this is it. I I am burnt out. I've gone on Google. It said yes.
1: So my wife had her first miscarriage in 2010, but prior to that, even though thing you know, we were doing okay. But prior to that, we came back from our honeymoon. It was 2008. You know, the world was in full recession. We both got made redundant on the return from our honeymoon. So we kind of entered into some financial troubles there when my son, my baby boy, uh, when he was about six months old, he first developed pneumonia and there were some troubles there. And then he was about a, just over a, a year old when we had the first miscarriage. And our relationship changed dramatically from there. And then we had three on the trot. And, and that, that was really the start of it. Oh, I've just contributed a chapter to a, a book that's coming out called Being Fine, which is about 15 men sharing their experiences of, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, Thanks. So the book is, the book is the reality of being fine is is not being fine. And she's called it the other F word. It looks like it's going to be a great book, but I didn't realize, I just thought I've just got to look after her. We have just got to get through this, but men need people to talk to. You know, it's it's funny when you, when you think about historically, right? And I'm not talking about the, the traditional cliched, slightly harsh male, female roles, right? I'm talking about just the practicalities of it. Go back a hundred years, maybe even 50 or 60 years. Men would sit in the pub together for flipping hours every day. Like, you know, we've got pictures in our minds of old smoky pubs and blokes getting pissed and coming home and you know, demanding sex and sitting on the couch and doing bugger all around the house, right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the sort of the, non, the non-okay bit about it. But on the other end of it, blokes would just hang out in the pub and talk. Now, I dare say that there was good stuff, bad stuff, hard stuff, easy stuff. What are you doing tomorrow? How's it going? What's your job like? What, you know? um, and, you know, even, even primate type stuff, we were going out in, in gangs, hunting for you know, animals to bring back. And to some degree, we were laughing, joking, hanging out. But now, you know, you and I are a similar age. You don't even go to the pub on a Friday anymore for, at work. It's like, where does it happen? Where do, where, where do the men connect? So, but Team Superdad is just a recognition of that. So that if someone's really fit, but skin, well, guess what? The fat bloke who's a banker and awesome at money, like we can help each other. The kid who, the, the, the dad whose kids don't talk to him, but uh, but um, can build stuff or or, or can, can, can do the accounts at a, a company. He's really useful to the parenting coach who's you know who's who's struggling to 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 i don't know with their mental health or something you know, that like we just need to network and get together basically and uh, and that's been the inspiration for team super dad and to yeah, have fun and to have fun god damn it
0: pete
1: <laughs> man. Fun. You, you, what is that thing i remember that
0: Oh, mate everyday mate i'm having fun don't you worry about that that's that's the bit there, there might be other bits i might have two two children sat on their iPads just out there constantly so you know the fun does need to stop at some point um to go and actually spend some quality time with my children and that's why i'm really looking forward to christmas and it's uh, you yeah, know actually switching everything off and me and chloe my wife were chatting about it earlier saying like, cause we, you know, I spoke about it on my, on your podcast about yep. the fact that our business, the chef agency has taken a massive kick in and we've both trying to create these, these product, these things at the moment, which, but it's like any new business, you've got to put the energy in to get the thing moving so we are so looking forward to just having that, that break where we actually are going to switch everything off and just spend some quality time. We might just watch movies on the telly. We might just go for walks in the, you know, in the woods and, and stuff, but just being a family, which, you know, and and that will be fun actually. It, yeah. So. Oh yeah. A hundred
1: percent. Well, like I said, you know, my, my F5, you know, and I just isn't unique. You look at lots of coaching programs and different things. There's F5, F7, but you know, one of the core tenants of it is family. and our kids it's our job to do stuff that inspires them but it's also our job to do spend quality time with them and what there's you, there you see these memes you know kind of what what are kids mo- what do kids want most out of their parents or what do their kids want most for Christmas they want time with their with their dad they want time with their mum and dad and the same with our with our partners date nights are so important communication is, is so important having goals getting complete on the year. What, what did I do for you this year? What did I do for you this year that you loved? Right? What did I not do enough of this year that you would like me to do more of? Or what did I used to do a lot? I don't do enough for you anymore. Like some, the kind of questions that we don't really ask. And, you know, I've got a kind of a six, six questions for this, which, which are those, you know, with those, those two questions. What do I do? What do I, what do I do that you like me doing? What would you like me to do more of? That you, um, what did what did I used to endu- do? that you enjoyed that I've stopped. Um, what does your dream day look like, or what does your perfect day look like? And you know, and then the, then the final one is, is is if there's if there's one thing that I could do for you that would make your life easier, what would it be?
0: Nice, nice. I'm going to well, they'll they'll be transcribed in the notes. Yeah. To be fair. So I'll be swiping those. And here's so, the thing, um, right?
1: When you do that with your wife or partner, you're not allowed to talk about it. You've just got to sit there and listen to the other person. So you ask them the question, and you listen to the answers. Then you say, and you what you can do is you can repeat the answer back to them. So, so I, I heard you. You said you want me to make you a cup of tea in the morning, and and ask and when I and when I and when I moan about how my day was. Don't try and fix it for me. That's a classic one for for women. <laughs> women don't like being fixed. Oh right, okay, good. I'm glad I know that now. But yeah, so they go, okay, great. And then so you, so you repeat it back. So she knows that you've really heard and then that's it. You're not allowed. And then at the end of it, you say, I, I've heard you. I love you. I'm committed to our relationship. And then you don't, then you have to just do it, like live with it for a week. And then you come back at the end of the week. So you've hopefully as a bloke thought about it, pondered it, done some nice stuff for them that week. And, it, and then, so then when you recommit and when you reconnect and talk about it, it's a, it's a really open space for something wonderful.
0: Nice. Nice. So any, any, any men listening to this, any husbands listening to this and definitely some good tips in there for sure. So, so, um, I mean, this is laughter and positivity and you know, you are a positive, but you wouldn't be on it if you weren't positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, you know, and that was the vibe I got when I obviously initially sort of reached out to you. Um, so what positive habits do you have on, on a day-to-day basis? Great question.
1: Uh, so my morning routine, as soon as you open your eyes, Make sure you think about something positive or something that you're grateful for. Right? It's just a trigger. It's like an on switch. If in case you, if you've not thought about this, you realize how you open your eyes and think about something negative or difficult. Right? So don't do that. So so do that. Then, uh, if you in in the bedroom, open the window, breathe in some fresh air. Go downstairs. Well, obviously you might need to go for a wee, but uh, go downstairs. Get a pint of water at least, and neck that pint of water. And that, so that really flushes the toxins in your body, puts some air in your lungs. And then the next stuff is is all down to you in terms of the order, but some um, meditation, journaling, some kind of workout. And that workout can literally be 50 press ups and 50 sit ups. And if you can do 10, do 10, but it's something to get the real blood and energy pumping, make your bed. Sounds like a really strange one, but make your bed at the very least, no matter how crap your day goes. You know you're going to have a comfy bed to get back in at the end of it, and um, so yeah, the the, the fresh air, the water, the exercise, the journaling, the meditation, and juicing is something that I do a lot of. I can't say I do it every day, but get a get a decent juicer and don't you can get one on eBay for second hand because people buy them and then realize they never use them. But it is literally a health machine, mm, and so definitely. these are really positive. These are really positive things you can do, and then in the evening. I'm a bugger for going to bed later than I said I would. So set alarms that tell you it's coming up for bedtime, start to get ready, charge your phone downstairs. Otherwise you're just going to look at it in bed, uh, let alone sort of whether the radio waves and stuff are healthy in your bedroom. But you know, make your bedroom, particularly if you're in a relationship, make your bedroom a sanctuary. Like really that's so vital as a couple. Um, Think about what what's on the walls. Think about when the last time you decorated it was, how much did you spend on your bedsheets? I'm not kidding. People will freak out about those, but buy the most expensive bedsheets you can afford. Because if you work it out at like pence per night, <laughs> it, it ain't going to be much. So just put, put some attention into the things that make life special, because that's what it takes to keep life special.
0: No, definitely, definitely. And, you know, there's quite a few that you said there that I do already. Um, and, you know, making it a sanctuary like, leave, and leaving your phone downstairs is such a big, big thing because you're right. You do check it. And then you go to bed later than you you said you were going to go. You've got in your mind that maybe you go to bed at like 10. You know, that 10 o'clock's my my bedtime really, but I need to be in bed at 10. Yeah. Um, now, if I go later than that, I have the worst night. Well, not the worst night's sleep. but I just, you know, that everything else just gets you know, forward. So you don't get up at half five. You get up at six o'clock, they quarter can. past six. Yeah. yeah. So, snooze um,
1: button. Oh my gosh. Don't, you know, if if you're the kind of person, let alone dad, right. But if there's an alarm clock in your bedroom, that's got a snooze on it. I just don't do that. It, it's, uh, it's like whoever invented that is some sort of demon type person. <laughs> but there's a great book called, um, uh, by Mel Robbins called, oh, what is it? Anyway, she does this thing: five, four, three, two, one. Just, just do it.
0: Five second rule.
1: The five second rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: and that that thing, and I struggle with it. It's, it's a bugger, like, but literally, like, fall out of bed, open the window, and breathe in. Do like a five second breath, a breath with a breath work, um, which which, like, if people haven't heard about this sort of stuff before, you know, like, they're like, oh, you two banging on if you can hippies, or you woo woo this and woo. but. I've just read a, a book and did, looked into something called Ikigai, which is a Japanese sort of way of life, uh, a cultural sort of principles. And they've been doing this for a thousand years. So that everything that we're talking about has now been, like, if you want to know people who live long and, and uh, have more peace in their life, we can't say that they're happier or have more successful relationships, but they certainly occur like they have more peace in their life. Um, stoicism, there you go. Like, this is stuff has been, been around a long time, but in this modern world that we live in, this craziness, You have to go out and find this knowledge before you can adopt it, but it does actually work. We're just creatures and we need to take care of ourselves.
0: Yeah. Creatures of habit as well. And it's easy to get into bad habits, really easy to get in bad habits. So, um, so what bad habits have you had in the past?
1: I, I habits. Oh, here's a good one. (laughs) It'd be better if you had the, the picture. I used to tap. Like, like tap hard, like, like there you go for the microphone effect. I, and so I would get a pencil and I would get the pencil. <laughs> it's like some kind of Tourette's thing. Right. But I was a teenager. So, and bugger me, I couldn't stop it. But it, But I would only do it when I was, when I was excited. Like when I was like, whoa, I was like, yeah, I was doing it in my chest. It's like a little excitement thing. <laughs> and oh, that took me years to get out of that, but it, cause, but it wasn't a bad habit. It wasn't like I bit my fingernails. It wasn't like I've, I never, I never smoked. I, you know, I smoked a lot of weed at uni, but it was never really a habit. I took a lot of party pills at, at uni, but it was never of, Like there was a couple of periods when it wasn't fun. I just stopped doing mm-hmm. it. It was never, it wasn't, you know, people, some of the people have experienced around those subjects feel like talk about peer pressure and things like that. But my, my mantra or kind of my, my rule of thumb around that was, is it fun? And, mm. and if it was, it was, and I tried Coke a couple of times and it wasn't fun.
0: Was like, well, I'm not doing
1: that. Like, yeah. <laughs> where's my mates gone? Are they in some skanky toilet? <laughs> First of all, I don't even like it. Second of all, I'd rather not like hang out multiple people <laughs> in a skanky toilet. Thanks very much. So, um, so yeah, so the, the, um, but I can talk about, you know, positive versions of bad habits, caffeine. Is something that if I don't watch out, I can I quickly end up having two or three, four cups of coffee, and you just have to cr- crank it back in, kind of go go cold turkey and stop that. Uh, I don't really drink any kind of soft drinks. I don't really even like them anymore. I drink a lot of fizzy water, which I know if I'd got fizzy water in the house, it stops me reaching for a beer or or wine. So that's that's a really good trick for people. Probably going to bed too late is my is my worst habit, and it's something about just the emptiness. You know, I, I'm not it's a bit lonely. This lockdown type stuff has been pretty, pretty lonely and weird. I would like to have someone to go to bed with. And so I think what I, I, I subconsciously do is defer it, put it off, busy myself. And actually all there is to do is do a little bedtime meditation, write down some of the things I'm gra- grateful for and, and, and go to sleep. I've, I've got all the tools I need. Um, swearing um, and, 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 I'm not a big swearer, but when, but when stress kicks in, I end up swearing probably at my kids, which is the worst thing that, 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 that I could do. And, um, and I'm being open about that because I, because it's something that I know a lot of dads struggle with, like their frustration builds and they're like, oh, you have kids. And yeah. so it's not to beat ourselves up about those things, but it's to catch it and say, right. Okay. So that's, that's, that's an emotion coming out. And I learned this this weekend on, a, on, a, on an event I did this weekend. It's flipping powerful. Don't try and push your emotions down. Like being angry is bad. Being angry is wrong. Actually, it's not. It's what we do with that anger that ends up being bad and, 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 and wrong, right? Which in itself is just a perception. But if you can, like, okay, something's happening that is making me feel angry. I'm, I'm feeling like anger building up inside me. This guy, um, and man on fire, just to credit him, he says, turn around, put your... Mouth into your elbow and literally let out all the aggression. So and as you're doing it, the, the, the process of doing it, you're going to bend your chin into your elbow, into your chest a bit. So it stretches out the neck. So you do that. So your neck, the muscles in your neck are being stretched out. You do it into your, into your elbows. Let, let it all out. Don't, don't like, don't pussy about here. Like all the things that you want to scream and shout at your kids or your wife, actually do it into your elbow. Then stand up shoulders back, breathe in. I'm like, okay, thank you. And here's the thing, right? We would, we would say to ourselves, if someone listened to this, they'd be like, that's bloody weird. It's as if I'm going to do that. Okay. What weirder than having a complete outburst at your wife and calling her a bitch and whatever else, which you don't even mean like, okay. Or manage that emotion really well. Now, the only thing you do need to do is kind of tell people I've learned this new thing. I'm going to, rather than shout at you, I'm going to shout into my elbow. And, mm. And so obviously I don't, I don't, I haven't had the opportunity to, to try that out yet. I don't have a partner I could try it out with, but blimey, just that idea of managing that emotion really positively. And for some men who quash and squash and push that emotion right down inside of them, well, guess what? You're going to give yourself a heart attack or some sort of cancer or something like that, because that stress built up inside. And I know your laughter work is so much about letting that stress out, letting that tension out. Well, We've got to do it. We've got to let the laughter out. We've got to let the anger out. We've just got to do it in in, in ways that we're fully in control of.
0: I think it, yeah, <coughs> going to the shouting, screaming thing. So I, I'd heard of that, not the elbow. Yeah. And I, I'm a shouty dad or can be a shouty dad. Um, now I'm going to swipe that. But what basically want, want, when this whole lockdown kicked in, right, and then our business went from up here to literally overnight nothing like we had we had some serious stress going on in our lives and me and chloe were sort of getting a bit sort of heated with each other and it wasn't us you know it was obviously the outside world everything that was getting thrown at us and I just said to her, right, let's get a cushion, right, get a cushion each, and put it in off it, and just, just whatever, just scream, muffle, whatever, like just get that energy out, and and you, you, we were screaming, just like, I get right, and actually, once we like after probably about thirty seconds, we, the 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 anger and the screaming suddenly started turning into like us laughing at the fact oh. that we were doing that, and it was just like, and we just felt good about it all of a sudden. So, you know, I would highly recommend if you're listening to this, then, you know, try, try that out because I think it's a great tip. Well,
1: and it's in terms of connecting with your partner. These are things like we're dropping our barriers with each other. If you go back to the time you met and you fell in love and it was silly and flirty and there was no, um, oh, what's that word? Um, no restraints. No, that's not quite the right word, but you, you know, you would take your kit off. You'd run around naked. Like was, you're just unabashed. You would, you would you were fully self-expressed with your partner. And then the stuff comes along and you just hold it all inside you. Now two people screaming, <laughs> effing and blinding everything that's doing their nutting into a pillow each. It's obvious that's going to turn into laughter. And, and Blimey. You know, I've learned so much since my separation. I've learned so much that, that might have helped us stay together and she became a born again Christian and, and gone down a different path. So maybe that wouldn't be the case, but, oh, we oh, need to come back to that point. You asked about when did I realize I was burnt out as well, but couples in particular, because part of team super dad, yes, there's a large number of, of single parent dads in there. but That doesn't change the fact that my goals now in life are the same goals I had when I first before I got married, when I got married, they're the same goals I had in life. And when I think about relationships now, I have two clear principles about relationships is do all you bloody can to make them work. You know, like if if you knew you would wanted to be together and clearly put a bit more thought into it than I did, <laughs> go for seven weeks. Okay, right. Um, but then if you were that committed to get married, spend that money, make children, then put the work in to keep it going and stupid things like shouting into a pillow and, and and getting it all out or being vulnerable and sitting there with each other and asking like what could i do that you want more of what could i do less of that annoys you and and you're not allowed to respond you just got to take it on the chin and be like all right my wife that's what my that's what my wife needs from me okay i'm going to do that um and uh, and then ultimately laughing just looking at how silly you are and how willing you are to be vulnerable and naked and and just look at your look at each other and be like, Do you know what? They're, like here you go, this is it. I learned this from firewalking as well. There you are, the person who you were wondering where they'd gone, the person that you were missing. I'm going goosebumps talking about it. Is there you are? There's the woman I fell in love with. There's the silly bloke I you know, used to make me laugh. Like there you
0: are. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So look, I'm conscious that this is moving quite quickly, or, or we could chat all day. Now you've mentioned laughter. Okay, several times in the last, yes. conversation, last, last um, uh, yeah. yeah, you mentioned laughter. Well, put your teeth in, Pete. So uh, every guest that I have on, I like to do some sort of laughter exercise with because I take a little laughter snippet and I put it at the beginning of my podcast. Now, um, what are we going to do then? Let me think. So we can be childlike. So let's be childlike okay. together, Johnny. Okay. So the most childlike I can think of is, right, we're going to take a nice deep breath up in the air. And we're going to put it down. And this time we're going to take a nice deep breath up in the air. And then we're going to wave our arms uh, side to side and start laughing like children. Okay. And we can even tap at the same time as well, mate. Get a little bit drumming if you want. <laughs> <might. Yeah. laughs> in
1: bracket, Johnny taps fingers wildly on chest. Okay. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> take a deep breath up. And we're just going to go... <laughs> <laughs> I gave that my wavy laugh. That was perfect, mate. That's perfect. It's um I might have to, you know, like the tapping, you know you've got your thyroid gland, yeah? Yeah. So when you tap tap there, you know, that's a good tapping thing because that stimulates it and gets everything moving. So yeah, it's a good well, EFT.
1: It goes chest, like I uh, ab- abdomen, chest, chin, lip forehead yeah. or something like that emotional freedom yeah. technique
0: um, yeah 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 just, and i did a bit of that as well
1: oh did you read it that, that, pete there's so many stuff i've looked up uh laughter yoga as well i want to i want to get qualified i want to i want to be one of your tribe basically um just back to that question just briefly because i know we're finishing there came a point in my in my relationship right where i was completely burnt out and, and, and exhausted and I was still thinking if I can just fix this, if I can just fix this, it will be all right. And I didn't realize how broken I was and men need to do a a, a self audit. They need to be like, am I okay? How long have I been this worn out for? How long have I been this stressed for? Um, if it's, if you're, if you're drinking cans of Red Bull and working till two o'clock in the morning, like there are chapters in our life, but you shouldn't be, worn out, burnt out, frustrated, and and literally feeling like how how am I going to cope with this? And a bit dramatic on a laughter podcast. But one of the telltale signs is if the thought about suicide crosses your mind, however whimsical, then you know that actually you're struggling. And it's not that anyone would do it at that point. It's just not, it's just like, I need out of this. And when you have that thought, because the first time you have it will be long, we will be like day one. And that is the first time you have that thought, is this working am i burnt out like what do, do, should i check out like what like that's when you need to 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 just go online do a do a am i depressed check but you know get into a men's group talk bring up a buddy find out someone who you know who, who who'd had some troubles or got divorced like just just do something just re-
0: reach it... out reach out to someone basically that's what you need to do is it you know and i've had that i've had that thought you know going back this is going back probably five six years ago and you know laughter was definitely something that massively helped at that point for me where it's just like everything was just on top of us like we owed a lot of money to a business like basically yeah day four days before christmas it was horrible and you know, those thoughts in your head, just like, what have I done? What have I done? And actually then using laughter as a, as a, a coping mechanism was really, really powerful for me. And you know that, and that's why I want to share laughter with the world. And it's because I think it's something that we have got within us and you know, it's, I think it's really important. So, off the back, so basically, yeah. If you're listening to this and you want to reach out, then I'm offering myself, and I'm sure Johnny's offering him, him, himself as well to you know chat to us. Just reach out to us. So, um, Johnny, where can people find you if they want to reach out? To yeah,
1: you? awesome for asking. Thank you. So, TeamSuperdad.com is where everything is. Obviously, there's a page there called Start Here, and you can subscribe to the podcast. You can join the Team Superdad community, uh, and at the bottom of that is uh, is the Hero Academy, which is the Dad Accelerator, the life um the life accelerator the the, the paid bit of team superdad is called the hero academy and the next intake of that is in is in january and you've said you will uh, put a laughter module into the training library there. I've just spoke with one of the firewalking community and he's going to put his let it be easy training in there. So I'm not an expert in all these areas, but I'm bringing together those coaches. So there's my hero Academy work. And then there's all this library of, of stuff shared by, by other experts and coaches and mums as well. I and mean, just, just really important to say mums, good mums, good relationships, equality, shared responsibilities, you know, co-parenting if you split up like equality is really important it's not about retribution for the past however many hundreds of years <laughs> so good men and women coming together and working together is is really important thing so and every mum knows a dad so so uh, please mums if you listen to this send send the dads over to team super dad and we'll look after them for you <laughs>
0: We're a fan. we probably not, not keeping them in the pub too long. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And we want
1: our pubs back. Like, no, but. Um... Uh,
0: so final thought then Johnny, what three things bring you joy? My
1: children. My friends. And running. Oh, Fun. music. How can I leave out music?
0: <laughs> running to music. <laughs> fantastic johnny thank you so much pete absolute pleasure kudos to you and all the
1: work you're doing it's been brilliant i can't wait to to chat some more together
0: thank you so much for listening to laughter and positivity with pete to access today's show notes and exclusive content please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity until then remember if pete can you can